Biggest challenges for me personally is, is kind of my personal growth. So growing from a company of three people to 400 entails a very different skill set. I kind of value myself through what I can create with my own hands and, and it's something we call giving away your Lego, which is about you, know, you becoming very attached to doing something that you identify with yourself very deeply. And ultimately, someone will come along who's better at it or who has more time to do it and you need to give that up to them and not be too precious about it. It's just a constant cycle of doing that, of finding new things to work on and become good at and, and understanding them and getting them to a good stage and then finding the person that's going to take over from that. Welcome to episode 125 of Be The Drop a weekly podcast sharing stories from inspiring people so we can learn from their experiences. I'm Amelia Ville, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Graphic design is an in-demand business skill which can become expensive when multiple edits are required across numerous different business communication pieces. Canva is a tool that makes design more accessible. The service allows users online access to a library of well-designed components and gives them a canvas to piece their design together. Cameron Adams is the co-founder and chief product officer at Canva, a man set on eradicating poor and lazy design by distributing a platform that is easily accessible. With his knowledge of user experience design and involvement in big projects for Google, Cameron's connections and expertise have helped him to shape the success of Canva. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Cameron discusses his journey from working for corporates to creating a startup and launching an international platform. Cameron reveals how Canva generates website traffic, enhances the user experience and how the journey of business growth is complicated and gradual. Recorded live from Southstart, this is Cameron's version of Be The Drop. Would you like to join me on a creative podcasting journey? Then head along to my first ever Adelaide Fringe show called Pop Your Podcast Cherry, an interactive podcasting event on Tuesday 19th or 26th of February at The Jade. Tickets are only $20 each and are available via the Fringe website linked in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Cameron, thank you so much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, you've travelled here to Adelaide for South Start Conference. Um, you know, we're talking about startup entrepreneurs and your story and the story of Canva is a fantastic story about getting into this space, disrupting. I mean, it's, I know it's a word that's sometimes overused, yeah. but, you know, I really feel like Canva has, you know, has certainly been in that space and playing. So could we start with maybe a little bit of your story of how it all began and, you know, how you've built this company that is now really well recognised on international platforms? My story, yeah, it's a bit of a long one. <laughs> I'm a bit older than most people in the startup space. But um, out of university, I started my own design agency and that ran for like six years. And I eventually moved to Sydney and, and got the call to come into Google and work on a product there. Um, so I was a designer on a product called Google Wave and that ran for about four years and 
learned an immense amount on that, uh, about building a new product, working in a pseudo startup inside a company, um, and just about launching and releasing and, and building something that people actually want to use. It ended up getting cancelled and I moseyed around inside Google for a little bit working on, I worked on Google Plus for two weeks and did a bit of work on search as well, but eventually just kind of got itchy feet and, and wanted to start my own thing again. So I left with two other Google engineers and we started a company called Fluent, which was focused on uh, changing email and, and letting you interact with it in a totally different way. We worked on that for a year tried to get funding for it, went on this big, big tour of Silicon Valley and incredibly stressful, incredibly hard work. We didn't end up landing a deal, came home with our tail between our legs and was figuring out what we were going to do next. And that's, that's when I bumped into Mel, um, who at the time was working on Fusion Yearbooks. It's this app that lets schools create their yearbooks. And Mel had this much bigger vision of democratizing design for the entire world. And it was really appealing to me because of my design background and just the interesting technical problems with it as well. So after a couple of months, I hit it back up and, and asked what she was doing. And they hadn't got it off the ground yet, so we decided to join together. And that's when Canvas started. Fantastic. And I like this concept about democratizing graphic design. Can you explain then? So you've, you know, you've combined forces, but what was it? What was the intent in that early days? What were you really trying to create? I mean, the intent was that at the time, design was relegated to a very small part of the population. So there's 1% that had the experience, had the money to buy the tools, uh, understood the tools and had used them for a few years and could now create great design. Uh, and we really wanted to bring that to the other 99% of the world that didn't have access to all of that stuff and still needed to communicate great ideas and present them in a really rich visual way. So we wanted to create a tool that did that simply, easily. Anyone could pick up and produce something great. Uh, and that's what we ended up making. I mean, I've used Canva myself a lot. It's a fantastic tool because, what you know, I have a huge respect for graphic designers and what they can create. But as you say, it's not necessarily always affordable to do that. So having an option where for smaller messages that I really want to make an impact, say, on social media or something, but don't have the budget to really produce, like constantly producing fully graphic design things, it's a fantastic tool, you know, and for small businesses, it's brilliant. So, you know, about how did you go from that concept of making this tool, making it more accessible to actually getting it out there and getting it accessible by people? So we started putting a small team together. It was three of us initially and we spent a while prototyping and designing what we thought the experience could be. After we'd done that, we knew what we wanted to build and we started assembling the team that could actually do that. So we brought on our now CTO, Dave Herndon, who, who I also knew at Google. And we also brought on Mike Hebron and Patrick Lee, who worked on the front end of the product. We had a team of about 10 people when we launched and it took us a year from deciding to start Canva through to actually launching something to the public. Um, and in that year, we did lots of development, lots of prototyping, lots of building, um, tested a lot with people that we thought would use it, uh, got their feedback, iterated on it, and really boiled it down to a product that was simple to use and delivered great amounts of value. 
And, and you said that before as well, like when you went to Google, one of the things you learned was about delivering people something that they actually want to yeah. use. So, uh, you know, it was, was that market testing a really important part of really fine tuning how that worked for Canva? We definitely knew there was a demand for something like this. Uh, how we presented it was, was flexible. And I can remember a particular stint of user testing that we did that was based around introducing the product to people. Uh, and we knew that we knew that the product was simple to use, but there was almost a psychological barrier in people wanting to tailor what they were seeing on screen. They were a bit scared of touching things and changing things. And after diving into it a bit, we realized that because it was, we were framing it as a design tool and people didn't consider themselves, consider themselves designers, uh, they were really scared of breaking anything. Um, so we tailored a whole onboarding experience that uh, took them step by step through the designing process, but in a really playful way. So it was like, uh, change the color on this circle, move this text, now type in something over here, search for your favorite food and add it into the design. And it was really simple steps that anyone could achieve, but they gradually built up their first design and came to the realization that they could use the program, that they could design things and create things that they wanted to create. Um, and they didn't have to be scared of it. Uh, so that was like a really unique insight that we garnered before we launched. And I think it played a big role in the actual success of the product after we launched it. Mm. So then from launch, what were the key things that you think, like looking back now, what are some of those things that really helped get it out, get people using it and, you know, and get its growth happening? Um, we were very fortunate to bring on a guy called Andre a year, a year and a half after we launched and brought a great deal of rigor to the way which we grew and, and almost marketed the product. We still don't do too much paid marketing, but he had a great search engine strategy um, and a way of generating organic traffic that got people to Canva with a job in mind that they wanted to do. And once they got Canva to do that job, they were kind of hooked. Mm. So, you know, what was some of those elements of that search engine strategy and how did you organically get people? Because, you know, that's something that people talk about a lot and it's a challenge. That's a challenge to achieve. There's lots of research around what people were searching for, so search keywording, etc. Creating landing pages that spoke to the intent that they'd expressed. So if they were looking to create a poster, they landed on a page that clearly showed them what they could get and how they could do that and how Canva could could um, enable them to do that. Uh, and we built up a really good uh, landing page structure. He also worked a lot on generating traffic from other pages, so finding places that were beneficial, like using Canva would be beneficial to them. So different blogs, different sites that could recommend Canva and, and tie people into it. Uh, and it worked really effectively. And, you know, Canva has really been spoken of as a game changer, as really changing the design space. You know, what's that experience been like for you? It's been amazing to see how it's affected people's lives. It wasn't something I really thought of at the time. Uh, to me, it was an interesting design and technical problem to, to create this experience. But I didn't think about what it would actually help people do once it was out in the world. And the stories that we get back from people who have used Canva and the way it's helped them grow their first business or find volunteers for their charity, find more donations for their charity, work within schools. A lot of teachers use Canva to teach in the classroom and get their kids involved with creating visual content. And it's just had such an impact on so many people 
uh, and that's the really gratifying part of building it. So now you've sort of achieved that, what, what are the next steps? What's the, you know, what's the strategy from here? The next step for us, we want to be the go-to tool that anyone uses when they want to create anything. Uh, so anytime you have a thought in your head that you need to express, um, whatever format it is, your automatic reaction should be to go to Canva because it's the best place to do it. Uh, so that can include business cards, flyers, pitch decks, presentations, uh, anytime you need to send out a social graphic or a new video, like Canvas should be the place that you go there. Um, and even, even for things like longer form text documents uh, and websites. That's a big, <laughs> that's a broad, that's a broad thing. So how do you go about building in all of those elements? We've kind of broken up the teams throughout the company to, to focus on the different areas and we really empower them to hit their own goals and be unencumbered by anyone else around them. So our presentations team is tasked with making it the best presentation tool in the world. They need to think about how they're going to market that, what features they need to build, how they're going to explain it to people when they're in a product. Um, we kind of do that across the board for all the different areas that we want to be involved in. Uh, it's extremely ambitious, but it's, it's, it's proved to work so far and, and it's kind of, it speaks to how big we want the company to be and where we think it can ultimately end up. And as you mentioned, Mel had that, the world ambition early on and, you know, that you've, you've, you have had, you've got access, you know, in across the world. How do you think you go from, you know, a small startup in Australia to being on that world platform? It's not like you can just take one step and be there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It's, it's constant work. I mean, we've been around for six years and we're still growing and there's still so many things we have to do. You just have to constantly be working at it and thinking of having that big picture in your mind of like that's where you want to be, but also figuring out the small steps that you need to take right now to get 5% of the way there, 10% of the way there. It's not like you can have this master plan to, to being a, a product that 3 billion people use and generates billions of dollars worth of money. For you then in those early days, what was one of the most important steps that got you outside of Australia to begin with? We've always been thinking globally from day one and we've always been mostly a global product from day one. We tapped into a good market early on, which was bloggers and social media marketers who really like to talk about the product. So we're fortunate in that regard um, that they would naturally spread Canva and they could easily spread it all around the world to all the people that they knew. At the start of last year, we really focused on making the product accessible to people anywhere in the world, no matter what language they spoke or what country they were from. Um, so we started the year with Canva being in about three different languages and our goal was to hit 100 different languages which we did by December 20 of 2017 and, and it's had a massive impact on the company because it's totally changed the makeup of where our users come from and how they use the product as well. Um, so we're really focusing a lot now on localization and understanding exactly what each of those markets needs and making it feel like the product was just built for them. So someone in Brazil can use it and be like, this is perfect for my needs and this is what it does and, and this is what I need to create. And someone in Spain can feel the same way and someone in Russia can feel the same way. Mm. That, you know, to go from three languages to a hundred, that's a huge curve. How, you know, how did you manage that? We had a, we had a fantastic internationalization team who really focused on the problem and created a scalable framework which allowed us to switch on various languages. 
Um, so now if we want to translate the app into Yiddish or Urdu, we can switch it on in the code base, it will go off and get translated and that gets integrated back into the product. Um, and they created a fantastic system for doing that. And I think we're now up to something like 130 languages. There's a few more we've got to tick off, um, but we're really dedicated to getting into pretty much every language that's available in the world, even if it's only a few thousand people that speak it. Uh, so Brazil's huge for us. Places like Indonesia and India are growing really rapidly as well. So in those areas, we'll, we'll double down on them. We'll often get you know, graphic designers that can help localize our content for that. Uh, we'll have marketing teams on the ground there. Um, so we're sl slowly spreading out around the world. And so you're here in Adelaide for South Start and it's talking about, you know, bringing entrepreneurs and startups together and providing that supportive community. How important do you think that is? And, you know, has, has that been something that's been important in your journey? I think definitely in the early days when you're starting out and you're kind of finding your way, finding your feet and uh, figuring out how to build a business, how to build a product. Uh, it is really valuable to have people around you that can connect you and support you, put you in touch with the right people, give you the right experience at the right time. Um, it is really valuable and I think having a, a vibrant scene like that will really contribute to the growth of the number of startups you have here. And now, six years down the track with Canva, where do you go for your learning and development? You know, what sort of, how do you keep professionally growing and, and learning new things? Uh, interesting question. I mean, you're constantly reading articles and inferring stuff from that. You, you have your own network that you talk to of, of people that have done it before or mentors and advisors. Uh, we also have invested a lot in coaching over the last year or two, um, and that's spread out across the whole company. Uh, so we have coaches that help us on the leadership team as well as, um, you know, all our designers and engineers have access to coaching as well. Um, and it's proved to be a really good system for helping people think about the problems they're facing at the moment, how they might solve them, and giving them a, a framework to, to reach that success over a time period. Mm. I mean, and, you know, having that leadership coaches, particularly around managing people, I assume, is, is going to be a big thing because you've, you've now got how many staff have you got? Yeah, it's a massive part of it. We've grown to over 400 now. Yeah. Uh, and there's almost 300 people in the Sydney office. Um, <laughs> wow. So you've got 300 people in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. So that's big. So you've suddenly had to come up and go, oh, okay, now I know how to manage 300 staff. Yeah. We've... Uh, <laughs> We've sometimes learnt the hard way how to do that, but we've always been very, very intentional in the structures that we set up and the organisation of the company. Um, and we just recently did a, did a regrouping of all the teams to, to focus them and again, give, uh, make each team very focused on what they're doing and make sure they're unencumbered. Um, so it's a, it's a process we go through quite frequently of making sure that each team isn't too large uh, isn't focusing on too many goals and can really zero down on what they do best mm. and has everyone on the team that they need to do that. And it creates really good team cohesion uh, as well as a really uh, steely eye on what they have to achieve. That's good. So you've really gone not just organisational company goals, but within, you know, departments and teams, you've really focused on goals. Has yeah. that been a really important part of your success? Yeah, definitely. One of our values is to set crazy big goals and achieve them. We kind of live that day to day and we get people to think about that a lot. And we spend a lot of time with the teams 
structuring their goals and making sure they're heading in the right direction. Mm. And along the way, like in this in the Canva part of your journey, what's been the biggest challenges for you to overcome? Biggest challenges for me personally is, is kind of my personal growth. So growing from a company of three people to 400 entails a very different skill set. I kind of value myself through what I can create with my own hands and, and doing that with a much bigger team and helping empower them and helping them feel like they're achieving things and being passionate about their work has been, you know, a bit of a struggle over the years, but I've definitely gotten better at it. Um, and it's something we call giving away your Lego, which is about, you know, you becoming very attached to doing something that you identify with yourself very deeply. And ultimately, someone will come along who's better at it or who has more time to do it and you need to give that up to them and not be too precious about it. Um, and it's just a constant cycle of doing that, of finding new things to work on and become good at and, and understanding them and getting them to a good stage and then finding the person that's gonna take over from that. Mm, I love that because realistically within us, there's that child, isn't there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, very, it's a very deep <laughs> psychological thing. So you, we talked about the communications around Canva and you mentioned um, SEO and organic growth through bloggers and, and referral. What, what have been the other key communication channels that you've used along your journey? We've got a really good relationship with our users through email. Um, so I remember very early on we, we focused on creating some really great tutorials that would help people learn about design and, and get even more comfortable using the product. Um, and that was incredibly valuable for uh, keeping people using Canva and, and getting deeper and deeper into understanding design and creating more things on it. Um, social is obviously a big channel for us. You know, a, lot, a large part of our product is focused around social and being able to communicate with people through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram has been incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And so have you got then, you know, really focused teams on each of those channels? How do you manage that process? Uh, at the moment, we're focusing on some channels that we think are the most high value and we've got, we've got a social team focusing on those. Um, so that's mainly Facebook and Instagram at the moment. And then you mentioned the tutorials. Are they video tutorials? How are you managing that side of the communication? They've kind of shifted over time. So they are moving towards video now. Uh, very early on, we kind of did in-product tutorials where we'd uh, get people to edit a presentation that we'd created for them. Um, and some of them take the form of little bite-sized emails that people get, spent, get sent just to learn about a particular aspect of design. Um, some of them are long-form blog articles. Uh, but yeah, we are investing more time in video at the moment. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me, Cameron, and sharing these insights. Your journey, is, it's a fabulous one. I, I love Canva as, a, as an organisation. So thank you for, <laughs> for doing what you've done. Um, but in conclusion, though, if you had to give a tip about collaboration and bringing people together, what would that be? I think it's about understanding yourself and knowing what you're good at and also what you're not good at. And for, particularly for those things that you're not good at, finding the people that can fill those gaps. Like ultimately that's what being a team is about. It's about uh, filling in each other's weaknesses and relying on each other's strengths. So really intimately understanding those I think is the only way to to find that great partnership that you're gonna build a great business with. Fantastic, thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. 
Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.